it just it it, it changed. Uh, mm-hmm. But again, it was what Ubisoft does. They squeeze the life out of a franchise and it's to try to make every dollar and it's just it's not always a good decision. No, I mean it's a, you're going to burn out everybody. Look at Disney. Here here's a perfect example. I love Star Wars. I love it to death. I was trying to keep up with the content they were making on Disney Plus and they're like, "Oh, here's a new Star Wars show." 4 months later, here's a new Star Wars show. Yep. Four months later, here's a new Star Wars. I'm like, can you slow down? I can't keep up with what you're even making, let alone is it even good? I don't know, because I can't watch it. You just lose people. Nobody has the time to give up their lives to be in your world 24-7. Which goes to my point about the freaking live service games. Everybody needs to slow the roll with that stuff. But go ahead, Wes. I'm sorry. Nah, nah, I'm good, man. Gaming Podcast. On this episode, we will be discussing our love-hate relationship with Ubisoft, what we played in 2023 and our thoughts on those titles, and we're going to wrap things up with a pulse check on gaming hardware for the first time. And we got a fantastic little DS title to uh, check out the prices of as well. With me as always is my good friend Wes. Wes, how are you doing? What's going on, my friend? Not much. Happy to be here today talking about some some new stuff which is kind of unusual for us or uh, let's not say new let's say this stuff in the past <laughs> year i guess so it's not really retro of course but uh we don't talk about new stuff too often so i'm excited to now nah. yeah this will be this will be a change of pace definitely but, you know before before we get started i have to say something one thing go for it i finally got one. Oh snap analog pocket <laughs> all right wes you gotta crack that bad boy open man you're gonna be in a in a loving place very soon <laughs> that that system is unbelievable that's cool that's that's what you keep telling me so i was able to get one and can't wait to, to crack it open now did you did you buy the dock or any of the adapters for it no i just bought the system just the system. Okay. All right. You may want to consider getting those things later on. The adapters are convenient because I know you have games from all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, you can play mm-hmm. I, you can play Lynx games on there if you get the adapter. So, once just put put a game in, look at the screen, and you're like, all right. You're going to spend whatever the adapters cost, you're going to buy it. That's what's going to okay. happen. They're, they're not out yet, by the way. You have mm-hmm. to wait for the adapters. Uh, I don't even have mine. I ordered them, like, as soon as I could. Um I did get my dock, though, and I think the docks are still available if, if you feel like playing them on the TV. Just okay. an option. Well, the system was the main, the most important thing, so that's that's what I had to grab. So For sure. Every time you try to get one, they sold out, so this is definitely yeah. uh, fantastic. You got a, you got that fast, too. You ordered it and had it, what, in like a couple weeks? Like a week and a half. It was quick. Yeah. That's crazy. But I'm definitely happy for you. You got to let me know your thoughts once you get a chance to play something. I will. Wes, where can people find you? You could catch me at Level Up Entertainment at the Hamilton Mall in Mays Landing, New Jersey. Stop on by. We can talk comic books. We can talk video games. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Grendel5XBX. 
Awesome. I'm Matt. You guys can follow me at from NJ2CA over on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Just one piece of housekeeping before we get started. If you guys like what you hear today, please consider supporting us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash nerdthusiast. You can support us for as little as $1 a month. If you do support us for as little as $1 a month this month, then you will be getting uh, exclusive content where we are discussing what is happening with Sega's five new titles that got announced at the Game Awards. Let's hop into the show. Our first topic is going to be about Ubisoft, our love-hate relationship with them. Why don't we start with the love before we get to the negativity? I'd rather stay on the positive side as long as possible. We mostly stay on the positive side, I feel. I want to talk about two. Me too. Every once in a while, I go on a tangent. It happens, ladies and gentlemen. It does. But, Wes, you bring the positivity, so I'm going to let you start, sir. Where do you want to go first with Ubisoft? Oh, man. What, what, you know what? Let's go with something that that kind of, I want to say, changed the game a little bit. It was uh, it gave Metal Gear a run for its money, mm. but when they when they introduced Splinter Cell, mm. Mm. look, what I did not like Metal Gear at all, and then I played Splinter Cell. I was like, how can you tell me that the gameplay of Metal Gear is even close to as uh. good as Splinter Cell? It's not. It's not even the same league. Shooting out the lights on an OG Xbox man, just creeping mm-hmm. around. Oh, oh hi- hiding in the ceiling. Oh yeah. Oh, it was man. I remember the very first time they showed it to us, and it was mind blowing. And then it just got better because then we got you know we got Pandora tomorrow, and we got Chaos Theory, and they were all great. Now, did you? I know you worked at a, you were a manager at GameStop at that period mm-hmm. of time. Did you get to see it like early or anything like that, or did you get to see it like once they released it to the public? Because I know sometimes you got to see stuff early like that. No, I actually got to see Splinter Cell a little early because we were at our manager's convention. Um, I want to say it's either Vegas or Florida, one of the two places that they always took us, and uh, it was Ubisoft sponsored one of our dinners, and they showed us. For the first time, Splinter Cell before anybody else. And they did a, a good 10, 15 minute walkthrough, like playing the game. And so they you played it and you got it. to watch it. And we got to watch it. Oh okay. my goodness. It was so good. So good. Yeah, and that was a that was a timed exclusive on Xbox before it came to any anything else, that original Splinter Cell game. Yeah, I, I was on there for a while before we got to anything else. I was so happy to have an Xbox at that time. I was like, I cannot imagine not being able to play this game. Like, it was so much fun. Oh, it was. It it was so much fun. And the stealth mechanic. I mean, honestly, if you guys go back, if you're younger and you don't know, that was like a really groundbreaking game at the time. The stuff that they were doing, like you know, people probably had that idea in their head, but nobody was really doing that stuff before. Like they were really pushing. Like graphically, it looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, shooting out lights, hiding in the shadows. That sounds, I know this sounds very like tame now, but <laughs> back in like, I don't know what the hell was it, 2001, 2002, whenever the hell that like, game came out. Like, it was fantastic and mind blowing at that time. It was. It really was. You figure that game is like almost 20 years old now? Oh my God. I really want to go back and play it now, now that we're talking about it. <laughs> I know, man. I fired up my Xbox. It's been probably been about six months. I, I, mm. I, I played some stuff with it. I just remember like, oh my God, I, I love the system so much. There's so much good stuff on the OG Xbox. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But 
that's that's my my start off for you know why we love Ubisoft. Where do you want to go next? I mean, there's all sorts of places we can go. Um, I, I'm gonna have to just talk about this. I mean, this is de- easily like without a doubt the biggest game I love from Ubisoft, which is Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I played every single Assassin's Creed except for Rogue, which I actually heard is fantastic. I do need to get back to it. I think I have a digital copy of it on a PS4. I think I don't know. I got it somewhere, but I just never went back to play it. Uh, it came out. Rogue was the release that happened when PS4 came out, and PS3 was still alive. So they they made Rogue on the PS3 and the Xbox 360, and then for PS4 and Xbox One, they made um, Black Flag, and both of them got really good reviews. But Black Flag is like. I mean, Black Flag is top tier Assassin's Creed. That's probably my second favorite Assassin's Creed game. Okay. So I was like, well, I'm not going to play Rogue. This is the superior version. It's on the superior hardware. Like, why would I play Rogue? And of course, now I want to go back and play it. Just need to find some time. But that whole series, it has ups and downs. I played them all. So I can tell you there's there's definitely ups and downs. But in my opinion, more ups than downs. It, it does what I like. It gives you the exploration to go around mm-hmm. and like find different things and do different missions and stuff. Um, really when I'm in those open worlds, like I hate starting them because I know it's a time commitment, but once I'm in there, Oh man, <laughs> they got you. <laughs> give me it. Give me it. I can't stop Wes. So, I, you know, I just, I'm thinking back and it's like a lot of, uh, there was a lot of first and just like splinter cell. When we saw Assassin's Creed for the first time, like when he kind of just blended into the crowd to like escape Man. capture and, you know, fell from like the church uh, roof and fell into the hay. It, it was just, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny to think I know we're going to I'm not going to get to the negativity just yet, but it's funny to think about how innovative they once were. Mm-hmm. And now they just farm their existing franchises for the most part, right? When's the last time you saw a new game from Ubisoft where you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's been, 15 it's years been, ago, maybe 20 years. Like, it's been a long, long time since they blew anybody's mind. And back then they were doing it constantly. They were because they blew our minds again when they came out with Prince of Persia. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good segue because Assassin's Creed essentially killed Prince of Persia at least until recently. Now it's coming back, but that's kind of my my love hate thing with with Assassin's Creed. As great as Assassin's Creed was, I really love Prince of Persia and the Sands of Time trilogy and the ones that followed. Man, and then it it, it we got Assassin's Creed, and then no more Prince of Persia. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I mean, they, they I guess they, they, it draws so much from it that, you know, just... It does. It, it's hard It's hard for them to justify, well, you're making the same game with a different name on it. Well, that's kind of what Assassin's Creed did, but obviously they put in a big open world and, like, you know, it changed the game. So they had to, they mm-hmm. had to go with it. And obviously Assassin's Creed is their, their biggest moneymaker, I think, by far. I don't think any of the other franchisers are even close to Assassin's Creed. Which is why they keep making them every year or every other year. I was gonna say, yeah, they're still making Assassin's Creed games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But are you excited for the new Prince of Persia game that's coming out? Have you have you seen it? Do you does it 
strike you in any way? I already got it pre-ordered. I can't okay. wait. I can't right. wait. It's got Prince of Persia on it. I pre-ordered it like immediately. But this is like somewhere in between the newer ones and older ones, right? It's not like it, it's it's not like it, it's like a two point five D, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's and I'm still waiting for the Sands of Time remake, which they say is coming, not coming, coming again. So we'll see. Oh man, like I think four different developers at this point has had that in their hands. So who the hell knows what's going on with that one? But the the two two point five one that's supposed to come out, I think in February. Yeah, January, February, like soon. Yeah, it's just around soon. the corner. I'll go with this one because I I played a handful of them. I like them. Uh, I just I there's so much stuff that comes out. I hardly have enough time to play everything. But Far Cry overall is a good series. I played three for sure. Three was fantastic. A little bit of four. I think I played a little bit of five. I always play them for a little while, and then something else comes out. I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I just move on quickly. I've never actually beaten any of the Far Cries, but I played probably 30, 40, 50% of them. I don't know. I, I, I seem to play them quite a bit, but I'd never finish them, ever. I did Far Cry 1, 2, and 3, and then that's where I stopped. I get it. I mean, they were great. They were great games. First-person shooter, you know, they combined, uh, you know, like enhanced animal attributes to your character. And it was it was good. They were really good. But like at some point it was like, eh. They just pumped them out too fast. And this is this is going back to what I was saying earlier. This is a problem that Ubisoft has. Oh, this formula. People like this. Give them more. Feed them more until they're stuffed and they don't want anymore. Like do something else. <laughs> but they don't. No. What do you want to mention next? What oh, man. Okay. You know what? I got this one. There's one game that Ubisoft gave us. And they keep teasing the sequel. And they tease the sequel for a long time. Hmm. And that's Beyond Good and Evil. That game was so, so good. I remember it being available on this was GameCube, Xbox, PS2 mm-hmm. generation. I never picked it up. I should have. Uh, but I never picked it up until later. I, I have a version of it on Xbox 360, I think. Um, but even then, I got it as a cheap download. And I was like, I'll play this later, and I never went back to it. Um, oh, so I man. can't speak to it. The game got got critical praise. It got you know it 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 sold decent, uh, but it was definitely high on their radar uh, because it was well received. Is it highly praised? And they kept saying we're getting a sequel. And to this day, they, they they've only teased us with like images and like little teasers, but no no concrete evidence of a of a second beyond good and evil. I think I wanna say that this year that that game surpassed uh Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> As the longest announced game that's still in development and like has not come out, I know Duke Nukem Forever eventually came out, but I think it's it surpassed that. I think this is up to like year eleven or something at this point. Mm, wow! Like if you look at the the first time they announced it, which was at an E three over a decade ago. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Yeah, don't announce things if they're not ready to be announced, guys. Come on. Look. I always get what I wish for because I've asked and begged and pleaded years and years and years for Rare to give me another Killer Instinct. I got Killer Instinct. I've been begging and pleading for Sega to give me another Jet Set Radio, and we're getting another Jet Set Radio. 
So true. Ubisoft, I need another Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> Go ahead, get it out there. <laughs> West demands it. That's right. The next one I'll mention is this. Rayman. I have mixed experiences with these. Uh, mostly uh, good, uh, but I've only played a handful of them. Mostly the uh, the ones during, again, the Xbox 360, PS3 era. They were on like Wii U and stuff. Uh, it's when they had, when Ubisoft had like their UB art games and they were making mm-hmm. like some really interesting stuff. And those Rayman games were fantastic. Um, I never got to play the older ones on like PS1 or anything, but... I think that this is a franchise that does not cost them a ton of money to make, and they could probably make quite a bit of money putting these out, you know, but their attention is obviously towards bigger things like Assassin's Creed. I just wish Rayman would get a little bit more love from them. I mean, you figure Rayman over the years got some love because it had a bunch of spinoffs with the little, like, I, I can't even remember what they're called. Rayman they're not Raving Rabbids. Ra- that's it. That's it. So... There were tons of spinoffs with them in it. But Rayman, I remember when Rayman first came out. Uh, and I picked it up for the Atari Jaguar. And just looking oh, at... Oh, snap. That was on the Jaguar? Yes, it was. And looking at the hand-drawn art, it it looked it looked like a painting. It looked like a masterpiece. It looked so good. And it played great. Granted, it came out for everything at that point. It came out for PlayStation. It came out for Saturn. But it did come out. I actually bought it for the Atari Jaguar. And it looks just as good on, on the Jaguar as it does on the PlayStation and on the Saturn. That's awesome, man. But then yeah, they moved I, from I no they idea. moved from yeah, they moved from 2D, then they went kind of went to the 3D. Mm-hmm. And it didn't it didn't. it didn't it didn't feel the same to me. Yeah. I really like the 2D version, but when they brought it back and they made those 2D games, like those got highly, highly rated games, like mm-hmm. during that generation that I mentioned earlier. Like I don't know. I would go back and play those for sure. And th- those games tend to hold the test of time. You know, they have better art. You know, they're not like trying to look realistic back in the day because those games usually look like poop now. Um, so the art style is fantastic. It's in 2D, not 3D. So it's going to play good forever. It's never not mm-hmm. going to play like old school 3D games that play all clunky and crap. So, yeah, I don't know. They need to make more of these, Wes. I'm not saying put them out every year. Don't do that, Ubisoft. Maybe every <laughs> five years make a Rayman game. That wouldn't hurt. Definitely not. Definitely not. Go back. Go back to the two D hand drawn art. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, yeah. The next. The next batch. I mean, we're gonna go back and visit the world of Tom Clancy, and uh, we're gonna go with the Rainbow Six slash Ghost Recon line. Oh yeah, yeah. Ghost Recon was cool. Until Ghost they Recon was. It was great, but I was more of a, a Rainbow Six person. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like I like the close quarter combat of Rainbow Six as opposed to the open jungle warfare of Ghost Recon. I was the opposite on that with you. I was definitely more of the Ghost Recon side of things. But uh, tell me about more about Rainbow Six because I don't, I don't know hardly anything about that game. Oh, so Rainbow Six, I mean, I remember playing it online with a bunch of friends and, you know, we formed a squad, but it was all like counter-terrorists, close quarter combat like one of my favorite missions is we had to breach uh an uh an office building because there were you know the there were hostages and you know you you work with your team and you know you flank and you throw flash bombs and it was like but it was just it was so so good because it was all again it was very 
close quarter combat. Which Rainbow Six was that? Do you remember? Uh, it wasn't Vegas. Well, Vegas was on the 360. Vegas was great. Vegas one and two were great. Scale in the side of the building, and then you know infiltrating. Oh man, it was fantastic. But any of them, Rainbow Six, uh, Rainbow Six, uh, Vegas, the original Rainbow Six, all of them. Nice. All of them. Great, great. But Ghost Recon was just the opposite. Ghost Recon was more outside jungle warfare, desert warfare type stuff. It was it was good, but me, I was more of a Rainbow Six person. Yeah, for Ghost Recon, I just played it during the, uh, again, the Xbox 360 era. This would have been like Grawl, Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter 1, and I think I played mm-hmm. the second one also. They, they were pretty good. I, they, It's not the first game that's going to come to my mind when you say like shooter, but they're pretty good. They're okay. pretty good. Okay. And the new one was supposed to be terrible. Like the last time they made one, which was like six or seven years ago, but they tried mm-hmm. to make it like a live service game. They went, here's a live service game. <laughs> Instead of looking at Ram- like their previous Rainbow Six game, which was Siege, made like you know a good amount of money. It was mm-hmm. you know that was like a live service game because they they put the they fixed that game. The game was junk when it came out. Nobody liked it, and they put a bunch of time and money and resources into it, and they turned it into a good game. Yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, let's do the same thing with Ghost Recon." It's not the same. Like it's different, man. It's different. Stop. Stop. <laughs> But anyway, they can go back to that franchise. They just got to name it Grawl and go back to its roots and not make it a live service game and it'll be fine because Ubisoft already has a live service game that is successful and that's The Division. And they are already working on a new version of that. So put out that, continue to do that and stop with making every damn game live service, please. You know, I didn't play The Division. I didn't either. I don't care about live service games. But I know I do know that you can play the division as a single player game. Like mm-hmm. you could play through it. You're, it's not designed to really be that way, but you could play through the game that way. Okay, I gave you the option. I mean, my right. friends played it, and they were like, "Oh my god, you got to play this! The division is so good, it's so good, it's so good." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, all right." And I just never. Eh. Yeah, I heard nothing but good things, but not my cup of tea. Wes, let's right. move into some of the negativity of Ubisoft. The the Let's call them Poopy Soft, because that's pretty much what they've become over the, the past few years. They haven't put out a game I've liked in probably close to a decade at this point. I, I don't remember. Well, the, I'm going to retract that statement immediately. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I think, was the last game I really liked from them. And that might have been five years ago at this point, something like that. But I mean, in between there, there was nothing else. Like Odyssey was the last. I didn't like um, Valhalla. I played the hell out of Valhalla. It was just too bloated. There's too much stuff. Couldn't go anywhere. And after playing Odyssey, where they had amazing, like every like side story and like mission you would go on in Odyssey was fantastic. It was the, it's their best game. It's their best game. I I couldn't play Valhalla after that. I was like, this is not even close to as good as Odyssey. Not even close. I don't care what anybody says. But there's nothing I, there, I can't even remember a game that I liked as much as that or even close since like, you know, like a decade before that, probably. Yeah. But Every, everybody said Odyssey was great. Uh, but in this again, this is one of the things that kind of makes me upset with Ubisoft as much as I love them. They like choke the life out of a franchise because mm-hmm. we it, will use Assassin's Creed because that's what we're talking about as an example. Sure. You know, it started off great. We got one, we got two, well, we got Brotherhood, and then we got three, which was the American 
the the American Revolution one, and then we got Black Flag, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of, but it's just they they kept cranking them out, and then we got Unity, I think, and Syndicate. Yes, mm-hmm. Syndicate was the last one. I was like, I I'm done, I'm done, and that was like the brother sister in London one. I know. Yes. I, see, Syndicate was the last one of those original ones that I actually enjoyed. Unity was broken at launch, and I played it at launch, and I hear all these... There's a lot of apologists out there now saying, Unity is so good. They Wes, they patched the hell out of that game. I don't know what kind of gigabytes it was, but it was gigantic for the time. That game was broken at launch. That's when I played it. I'm not going back to it. I'm, I'm sure it's a much better game now. Yeah. I'm not trying to discredit it completely, but you can't get... You sold me a $60 game that was broken. Broken. Sorry. I'm not... I don't have, I, There's other things I can play that are not broken. And I, I know it's patched now, but you've already lost me. Yeah. It's like I bought it. It's just sitting there. I never opened it. It's just sitting on the shelf because at that point, like I said, it was just kind of like, eh, eh. But... Did you like Syndicate, though? It was okay. I never finished it. I just... I enjoyed it. At that point, it was like I think I I was done, and then I didn't get Odyssey. I I didn't get Valhalla because I was over Assassin's Creed at that point. But everybody says Odyssey is really really good. So it, what happened was you're right. It kind of after Unity, people were pissed and they were like, "All right, we're gonna go away for a while." It's like, "All right, cool, go away." They came back with Origins, which was mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air. And Origins had a lot more RPG elements, and I was not—I was very not sure about the game. But then I came around to it. Their, their lead character was fantastic, like an in, interesting. Um, his relationship with his wife was cool, and I, Origins is very good. I was like, "Wow, this is a nice, a nice turnaround." Okay. And then Odyssey came out. And I was like, "Oh my god, they did everything Origins did, but like everything, everything was good in that game as long as you played as uh, uh, Cassandra. If you played as Alexios." Mm-hmm. not trying to offend that voice actor too much probably wasn't his fault it was probably more the script but not quite the same like i already knew that going into it so i made sure i played as cassandra but man that game was i vividly remember everything about the game one of the one of the few games i platinumed i made sure i platinumed that game and that probably took me like 150 hours to beat with the with the platinum anyway but wes if you're gonna play an assassin's creed game that's the one you need to play yeah. forget everything else just play Odyssey and play as Cassandra. For God's sake, do not click the the guy. Well, it is on Game Pass, and I did download it, so I, I will get to it eventually. It's a long game. It'll probably take you, if you mainline it, 45 hours to beat, maybe 40, something like that. Mm-hmm. If you do all the side stuff, you're looking at like 100, over 100 hours. Easy. But, but to my point, the side stuff is good, Wes. It's good. Like, I, there's so many missions that are like, oh, that was good. And you just kept saying that the whole time. That was good. That was surprising. That was supposed to be stupid. That was pretty good. Just like interesting little stories throughout the world. Okay. But yeah, like I was talking about them, you know, choking the life out of a franchise, you know, what they did Assassin's Creed. They kind of they kind of did the same thing with Splinter Cell. Yeah, they because, did. Because they were, they were, you know, cranking Splinter Cells out. I mean, granted, the, the first three were good. And then they kind of, it seems like they kind of ran out of ideas and tried to go in a different direction. Because mm-hmm. then we got, um, I'm trying to, I can't even remember what the subtitles were, but it was like 
he kind of went double with. agent. Double there agent. was um, blacklist. Yep. Uh, it it kind of just went off the rails of what it used to be. Well, I know that one of those was more action oriented. Like it was, it was, it was like, very making a stealth game guys. Like what do you, <laughs> it, I mean, I, oh, was it double agent? I don't remember. I think it was there, double agent where they started to go more action oriented. There was, there was one game that reminded me of an episode of 24. Cause mm. 24 was a very action oriented game and it was great. I mean, it was as far as a, a TV series, it was very action oriented, and they tried to make Splinter Cell the game version of that. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I picked up a Double Legion and, and Blacklist when they were cheap, but I never played them. I only played those original three. So I'm speaking from not playing those, but one of those was there was a newer Splinter Cell game, like newer, you know, like mm-hmm. ten years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> One of them was supposed to be very good. And I think it was like the last one they made, but I don't remember. Because there were some clunkers in there. They were like, this isn't Splinter Cell, you know? I agree. I agree. It just, it it changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, it was what Ubisoft does. They squeeze the life out of a franchise and it's to try to make every dollar. And it's just, it's not always a good decision. No, I mean, you're going to burn out everybody. Look at Disney. Here, here's a perfect example. I love Star Wars. I love it to death. I was trying to keep up with the content they were making on Disney Plus, and they're like, "Oh, here's a new Star Wars show." Four months later, here's a new Star Wars show. <laughs> yep. Four months later, here's a new Star Wars show. I'm like, "Can you slow down? Shit, I can't keep up with what you're even making. Let alone, is it even good? I don't know because I can't watch it. Like, I'm hearing things." The only one I kept up with was like The Mandalorian. And then I eventually fell behind on that. I, I didn't watch. I think I watched maybe the first episode of this last season or something. But I, mm. I have no idea what the hell's going on there. You, you just lose people. Nobody has the time to give up their lives to be in your world 24-7. Which goes to my point about the freaking live service games. Everybody needs to slow the roll with that stuff. But go ahead, Wes. I'm sorry. Nah, nah. I'm good, man. Nah. Just, I'm just trying to think of other negatives of why, you know, our love-hate relationship with Ubisoft. The same format. Mm. Big open world, bunch of towers, go to your tower, climb the tower, get to the top, unlock a small area of the map. Repeat, Far Cry, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, go ahead, name a franchise. I'm sure Ubisoft has implemented that in probably. Um. But I don't know. You, If I said, Wes, this is a Ubisoft game, you would know what I'm talking about. Because they use that format across the board for years. <laughs> it should That shouldn't be the case. What happened to this nah. innovative company that was making Splinter Cell back in the day? That made the first Rainbow Six? That made the first Ghost Recon? That made these artful, inspired Rayman games? Where, what yeah. the hell happened to you? You know? Where did you lose yourself along the way? And I'm sure it came down to money. We're just going to farm the shit out of this stuff and make as much money as possible, which was great at the time, but look where you are now. Yeah. You've lost your culture. You probably lost a bunch of those people because you're making the same shit over and over again. Like, come on. If you were a creative person and you worked for Ubisoft and they were like, 
you're making Assassin's Creed. Five years, your game's coming out. Okay, cool. There's a new Assassin's Creed. You're making that. A few more years passed. We're making a spinoff to Assassin's Creed. You're going to do the spinoff. <laughs> oh, you're bored? Here's Far Cry. You're going to do that for the next 20 years. Like, what? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Let people breathe. Get new ideas. You want to get people excited about your brand? Give them something new. They don't want to see what they've already seen. So true, my friend. So true. But that's the way the business seems like. And, you know, and it's not just Ubisoft. It's, it's, it's not. It's all of them. It's all of them. That's Xbox's biggest problem right now. If you said, Matt, if you worked at Xbox, what's the one thing you do? I mean, make new goddamn things that will blow people's mind. Because you know how Sony got big? They made new shit that blew people's minds. And Sony, I'm sorry to say it, they're getting stagnant. How many more God of Wars are we going to see? Right? It's the last of, us, last of Us Part 3 coming up. Hot. Yeah. Guarantee it. And I, I don't blame them for that. The show is huge. The game is huge. Like I understand that. But after Naughty Dog makes The Last of Us Part 3, if you make them make another Last of Us, I'm going to be pissed. Let them make something else. We would have never got The Last of Us if you never gave them that opportunity to make that game to begin with. What if they just kept making Uncharted? What if they're on their 10th Uncharted game? You've got to let people make new things. Definitely. Oh. That's a, a, a topic for another video, but like, yeah, <laughs> I got tired of Uncharted too. I loved all of them, to be fair. Uh, I never played the Lost Legacy. I need to go back and play that one. But I even played like the Vita ones. They were they were great, great games. Mm -hmm. But even the people playing them are like, all right, can we can we get what else you got? What, you know, exactly. what else are you gonna show me? Can you imagine watching sports and the same teams played each other game after game? How boring that would be. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> be horrible. Who wants to see that? That's what you're doing with your video games. It's supposed to be, I know there's money behind it, but there is supposed to be art and creativity. And that's what you need to bring out in people. Come on, Ubisoft. We know you got it in you. You can do it. <laughs> All right, Wes, let's hit into our next topic, which is going to be, what have we played in 2023? Now, we haven't talked about this previously, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to do like a back and forth? Do you want to go first and then I'll go with all mine second? Or do you want me to go first and you go second? Or what do you want to do? Uh, you know what? Uh, you, you can go first. You, you, you can rattle off what you played and I'll rattle off what I played and we'll go from there. All right. This will probably work because here's the truth. This, uh, here's my caveat to everything. This year has been the busiest year of my entire life. I have a daughter who's turning two, uh, which obviously I haven't had previously to that. That's <laughs> my first child. So that's taking up a ton of time. Work's extremely busy. Uh, you know, helping to run their enthusiasts is extremely busy. So I, I'm doing tons of things. My hands in a lot of different pots that I'm working with here. My time was very limited. I didn't get to play as many games as I would have liked to. Um, here's what I played. Let me pull up my list and I'll kind of mention a couple different things from each one. Uh, I'm going to start at the bottom and go to the top because this is kind of like oldest to newest. Atari 50. Holy crap. If you have not played Atari 50, please go play Atari 50. It is a museum in the palm of your hands if you're playing it on Switch or on a big screen if you're playing it on PlayStation or Xbox. 
Bro, I bought that for Xbox, and it's still I, I I have to get to it. I'm dying to get to it. It's an interactive museum, Wes. I have no other way of explaining it to you than that. And you can play with the game. So obviously, they'll introduce a game. They'll give you some history about it. They'll tell you an interesting story, and they're like, "Oh, here's the game if you want to check it out." And in some cases, in most cases, the games are like new versions of those old games. So mm-hmm. it's not quite the old game. It's like here's like a newer, dialed okay. up version of it. But when I played it, I, I never. There's nothing else like it now. Now that same company has made a few other things, uh, like Karatika, um, is another game that they've uh, they like kind of did this like they're calling them gold remasters now. And the company mm-hmm. is Digital Eclipse. So if you guys want to look into them, their their stuff is awesome. It's been awesome for years, and this is them like really finding themselves. So check that out if you can. Super Mario Wonder, <clears throat> very early on. <clears throat> I'm in the middle of Breath of the Wild. Or I'm sorry. Oh my God, Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom, which I'll get into in a minute. <laughs> but my daughter is around, so I try to play that. She really likes, she's into Mario, so I try to play Mario and stuff when she's around. So I'm just playing this a little bit at a time here and there. Haven't really devoted myself to it, so I can't say too much other than that it's a fun game. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, same reason. Daughter's around. It's a colorful, happy little game. Um, Grand Theft Auto 5. Not when my daughter's around. So that game is <laughs> uh, when she's sleeping. And I went back to this because I I actually never played it until this year. This year was the first time I played Grand Theft Auto 5. And you're like, wow, you're the only person on the planet that has never played Grand Theft Auto 5. At least I no, felt that way. No, you and me, because I haven't played it either. Well, I played it now, and it's, it's pretty damn good. It kind of okay. reminded me. I went through a long gap, and I think what happened was Saints Row came out and it was a miss and I was like, mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to Saints Row West. I was like super looking forward to it. I know you were. And it got like trashed in like tons of reviews and I'm sure I'll give it a chance one day. But my biggest problem was it didn't stay true to itself. You know, all the reviews were like, oh, well, like it's holding back. Like they had the tire place was called Rim Jobs and they changed the name to make it more like, you know, socially acceptable. I'm like it was, a, it was a tire place, dude. Like it's a joke relax like you do not understand who you are and what this game was and they did it and they changed a lot of stuff so that turned me off once that turned me off i was dying to play a game like that and what better game than grand theft auto to fill that void okay that's cool yeah the last one i played was four and i really liked four but i was like eh. and five came out and i was like eh. i think there was some other stuff that was coming out that I didn't have the time to devote to GTA, so I, was, I just kind of bypassed it. But people are still playing it today, so. Yeah, I've only played a few hours into it, but it, it's very good, especially, like, some of the characters are interesting and stuff. They, Rockstar does great work. Um, so, positive things about GTA Five. Another game I was playing around my daughter was Sackboy Big Adventure, which is a fantastic action platformer, I guess you would call it. If you've never played Sackboy Big Adventure... It's very, very good. Surprisingly good. Uh, GoldenEye 007. (laughs) Well, there's two versions. Yeah. There's the gorgeous version on Xbox, which has no multiplayer. And there's the ugly version on the N64, which has multiplayer. Wes, why can't people just give me what I want? Why was there no multiplayer on Xbox, for God's sake? Oh, you mean Switch? No, there was no multiplayer on Xbox. Right, right. But it also came out for for the Switch. Yeah, it looks like a turd. I want the beautiful one that also has multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. 
The kid, you said you said the sixty-four. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. You meant switch. Of course, I meant that. <laughs> West, my heart's always with the sixty-four. You know that. I know. I know. But I know. And people, I, I, if you haven't uh, know Matt's true feelings, go back and watch our video where he goes on a rant about GoldenEye and not multi having multiplayer on the Xbox. <laughs> it's dude, a good watch. Atrocity. <laughs> The 64 version, or, sorry, the Switch version is like, you know, I haven't tried it since launch, but it was absten- It was basically broken. It was unplayable. And I knew, I knew that going into it. I was like, why is the multiplayer on Switch? What? I'm sure they had to jump through hoops to get it done. But anyways, mm-hmm. I actually played more of the Xbox version because of that, because it's essentially broken. And that's the only, the only reason to play it on the Switch is for the multiplayer. And it's broken, or at least it was. The uh, Xbox version looks fantastic, plays fantastic. So I played a lot mm-hmm. more than single player. I want to say maybe I got like halfway through the game, um, but I don't. I don't f around, Wes. I'm playing on like the hardest modes. I'm not like you know putting this shit on easy. You know, I'm doing double O agent all day. Um, but yeah, I want to say I got like halfway through it. So I need to go back and finish that. More ongoing stuff. TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I'm I'm letting this wash over my body for like a long period of time because it's fantastic and it like really is. I'll get an itch one day and I'm like oh, I'm gonna go beat a level and I go beat a level a couple months go by like oh I'm gonna go beat a level and I'll beat a level I'm really enjoying this game but I'm also trying to savor it because I don't know when I'm gonna get another one. Uh, Metroid Zero Mission, Analog Pocket came in strong. This was one of the first games I played of the year. Uh, they completed. I actually started at the end of 2022, finished it in 2023. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Top tier GBA game. Gotta have it. Nice. Finally, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom is what I'm currently playing. I don't know how long I've been playing this for. It's been hours and hours and hours. Wes, I'll play this game for the next year. Every day I play it, no problem. I'm not like, oh, I don't want to play this today. I wake up, I'm like, oh, give me that Zelda. Ooh, see, I just, I don't have the time to invest in it. And I really want to play it because everybody says it's really, really good. I just, I don't have the time. I was there with you. I made a lifestyle change a few months ago. I haven't had a lot of time to play games, as this mm-hmm. list should be obvious to you because that's my final game. The only time I have is either at night when my daughter's asleep or in the morning before anybody in my household wakes up. And I'm, I'm usually an early bird. I'm usually tired at night, which is not a good time for me to play games because then I just fall asleep and I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And get up at 5 a.m. Now, should I go to the gym? Probably. Should I be more healthy? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I eat as fast as I can and I go play Legend of Zelda until I have to do other responsibilities. <laughs> I get at least an hour in every day. Okay. But I force myself to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm not doing that by choice. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> you wouldn't do that? Uh, dude, I struggle to get up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym. Well, but, so yeah, but, I should be going to the gym. But, you know, I there, there are times <laughs> where, and I'll kind of get into it on my list, where... If I wake up in the middle of the night, like let's say to go to the bathroom, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm up, and I it takes 
it takes me a good like hour to go back to sleep. So I will go downstairs and I will start playing whatever I'm currently playing. I will play that game for like an hour, hour and a half until I get tired again. I don't have that problem. I I fall asleep on on like the, the drop of a dime. Mm-mm. But I get that. Yeah. Enough about me. I talked a lot. Wes, do you want? Well, here. Do you want to make any comments about the games I mentioned, or do you want to go right to your list? I'll leave it up to you. Nah, you're good, man. I mean, I made my comments with, with your stuff. It's uh some of the stuff I played, some of the stuff I haven't. So it's, but you played. That's what matters. You played. I played where I could, man. You still played. You get a <laughs> lot. Ever, go ahead. Don't ever, don't ever stop playing. Of course not. I wake up at five a.m. to play. Obviously, <laughs> dedicated to that more than my health. <laughs> you got some big, some big titles on here. Bigger oh, than mine, yeah, I, I would say overall. But go ahead. Oh man! So whatever, I'll start at the top of mine. But I recently finished is uh spider-man 2 it it made me crack open my playstation 5 hook it up finally after three years sitting in the closet man that game was so good that if i have to pick that is my game of 2023 i can see that it was fantastic Everything about it, top notch. It was so good, so good. Let me ask you this: Did you like it more than the first one in Miles Morales? Yes. Okay. Without hesitation. That answer. Okay. Without and the first one was good, and Miles Morales was great, but this, hands down, the best of the three. Okay. Best of the three. Uh, what else did I play? I played Mortal Kombat one because you know I gotta have my fighters. And mm-hmm. I love Mortal Kombat. Right, let me let me throw in a side a sidebar real quick. Are you going to buy Tekken when it comes out next month? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I bought Mortal Kombat one, and uh, it was it was. I I really liked it. I liked it a lot. The story made sense. So I'm like, oh, they're just going to reboot Mortal Kombat. But as you're playing through the story mode, you understand why. And it kind of made things go more fluidly between like the it story. It did. It really did. And you kind of saw the rise of the char- the Mortal Kombat characters that you know now. It's it was good. It was really good. That's all I've got to say. It was really really good. It played Not- good. The fatalities were great. It was it was it was what Mortal Kombat always was and still is, which is fantastic. <laughs> it had a much bigger roster starting out than the original. It did. What was it? Eight? I think eight was in the original. Mm-hmm. Right? How many did they start out with? And like, I, I would imagine that was probably a bit of a challenge to incorporate all these people who weren't in the original. But you're saying it worked, so they must have did. Oh yeah, no, there were there were a lot. I mean, there was basically they gave you a lot of the original characters plus a lot of from like two because they're all in it like reptiles in it and you know rain and smoke is in it and you know raiden raiden is not the 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 main god anymore so he's 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 mortal it's oh that's very interesting it's really good it's really good so yes 
So that was that was one Mortal Kombat, uh, Star Wars Survivor, another top notch AAA title. So good. That that's a black eye on my year too because that that first one was awesome, dude. I, I played the hell out of that first game and I should have gotten the second one and I just I knew I wasn't going to be able to commit the time, so I was like, I'll wait till it's cheap and I'll buy it. Still haven't bought it yet, but that's something I'm definitely going to go back to. Oh yeah, Survivor. Survivor was if you liked the first one. You'll love the second one. That's what I want to hear, Wes. That's what I want to hear. If you like the first one, you'll love the second one. So good. Story-wise, it was great. It it just built on the first one, Fallen Fallen Order. My only problem with the first one was the gameplay was slightly off. Like I felt like I would I would give commands, like I would put you know button inputs in, mm-hmm. and it was just a delay. I don't know if you noticed that. Like it wasn't it wasn't as sharp as it should have been. Does it feel more finely tuned now? Do you yes. know what I'm talking about? Do I sound crazy? <laughs> no, there was there was a little lag, but no, they they tightened up the controls. Okay, good. Definitely good. on this one. Uh, what else did I play? Oh, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Mm. I played this year. Finished it. Played that in the beginning of the year. Played on it. PS5? Finished it. No, PS4. <sighs> I didn't hook up my PS5 until. But you November. had one is the point. You should have just bought it on <laughs> PS5 and played it on PS5. You're a madman. I know. I know. But the new DLC just came out, so I'm eager to play that. But that was really good. Story-wise, it was it was really that was really good. Did you like it better than the first game? I haven't played it yet, so I'm just want to get your your feel for it. I think I liked the first one better. Okay. Only only because there was that wow moment in the first one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that caused me to scream mm-hmm. so loud. I got you. And my wife thought I was like, I know what you're talking it. about. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I didn't I didn't get that in the second one. It's gonna be hard to replicate that. I mean, they can't do the same trick again, right? They can't. They and they tried. They tried. The story-wise, there was there was a lot of plot twists and like oh my god moments, but that that one scene in the first one, it just that that's that's gonna hold a place in my heart as one of the most memorable moments in video game history. Uh, Agreed. Uh Robocop. Robocop uh Rogue City. That I'm playing oh, yeah. now. I'm currently playing that now. Uh it, it was the same developer that did the Terminator game, which a, a lot of people didn't realize existed. It, it it snuck by under the radar. It did, and it was supposed to be a, a pretty damn good game. That Terminator it was, game, it was good. My nephew actually brought it brought it up to me. He was like, "Hey, did you ever play this Terminator game? I'm like, what Terminator game?" He's like, "For for Xbox One." I'm like, "No," and he showed it to me, and I'm like, "I've never seen it." He's like, "Yeah." Uh, he's like, "I I found it. I heard about it. Found it. Ordered it. Then I wound up ordering it the next day and played it." which was really good. And so it's from, I expect nothing less from RoboCop. I'm in the, in the middle of RoboCop now. And I, I like it. It's, they did a really, really good job. It's got a lot of positive reviews too. Like it's, it's not getting like 10 out of 10s, but it's getting like, you know, eights out of 10s and stuff like that. Like it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be a good game. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. Uh, Like you, I did GoldenEye for Xbox. I couldn't wait to play it when it came out. Even though it didn't have online, it was just 
nice to play GoldenEye again. It is nice to play. And it feels so much better having two friggin' thumbsticks than those buttons on the N64. Which, I um, it's fine. I can deal with that, but definitely better <laughs> having the thumbsticks. Uh, Liza P. Man. This I haven't I, touched. That game made me so mad. I had to put it down. <laughs> It's so freaking hard, bro. Well, this is like a Souls-like. Have you played a game like that before? Uh, I Yeah. I never finished them because they were so incredibly hard. Hmm. Liza P is insanely difficult. And it made me angry to the point where I had to, I had to put it down for a little bit. Which, I put it down to start playing Spider-Man. I was like, okay, I need a break. And then Spider-Man came out and I started playing that. I got Liza you. P, I will get back to. I just have to calm down. I'm still very angry, and I just, <laughs> I just I'm not ready to go back to that just yet. I uh, think it also, Wes. I think it also has to do when we get older. Because when I was younger, I would I would have more time, and I'd be like, I'm gonna beat this mother. I'm gonna do it. And now I'm like, oh no, <laughs> just go grab something else yeah. immediately. Like, I don't have the time for this. Shit. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. You know, after I died like 20 times, it was like, okay, I need to put this down for now. <laughs> right. How how much of your time are you going to invest to getting just destroyed, you know? After like a half an hour, you're like, ah, I can't do this. Yeah. You know what? And I'm as we get older, it's like our reflexes aren't as fast. It's so true. it's like I can't counter as fast as I want to. You know, it's like I can't dodge. I try. It's, but I'm like, okay, it's. This will this will be a later time. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil Four. Mm. Ooh, that you know what? That was going to be my game of the year. Mm. Kind of sort until Spider Man. Resident Evil Four. Capcom did it again. Capcom did it again. And I wasn't going to get it because I'm like, they don't need to remake Resident Evil Four. It was new enough. It was fine the way it was. They did a good job. They did a really good job with the remake. Yeah, I'm going to pick it up for sure. Uh, I was waiting. I, I've i learned to wait with Capcom because they always add VR modes later on. Mm-hmm. And for 7, they made a gold edition. And I bought 7. And then I bought the gold edition because I'm an idiot. Uh, but I didn't want to do that same mistake with 8. So 8 has a gold edition now. I'm just waiting for that to hit a sale. I'm going to pick up 8's gold edition. 4... Mm-hmm. You don't need like a gold edition or anything. I can buy four now, um, which I will pick up when it's on sale. And that has a VR mode. I think got added like a week ago. So mm-hmm. I'm ready to buy those games at this point. Cool. Uh, Double Dragon Guiding. I played. Double. I picked this up, but I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. It's Double Dragon. It's fine. It's. That's it? <laughs> Breaking my heart. You know what? It's. I think they kind of came out with it after the success of Streets of Rage 4. Ah, uh, okay. And I think it was trying to ride on that coattails. And, you know, the remake, it was, you know, the nice graphics. It played great. It was It was Double Dragon. It was what you expect. Right. Uh, it's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. Uh. Oh, Did Street you... Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six is another fighter I played this year. Okay, that was good, but I stopped playing it real quick. <laughs> Why? 
something else came out. You know, it was the whole open world thing was it kind of just lost me. Yeah. And it just it didn't it feel doesn't, like it doesn't Fighter. need it. It, it doesn't. doesn't need it. That's like when we get into our Sega topic for the Patreon uh, segment. If Crazy Taxi's in, in like, you know, some gargantuan open world, I'm going to be like annoyed. I'm like, why do I have to drive 50 minutes away to the <laughs> other side of the town? Like, it can be a, a big city, I guess, but not. It, it doesn't need to be huge. You know what I mean? You get what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. It, or like how Burnout went from like thicker level, racer level, what's, you know, what's your tier and all this stuff. And they were like, oh, here's a big open world for Paradise. Like, don't do. Don't I don't want that, man. That that killed me with Burnout. I love Burnout, but once they did Paradise with the whole open world stuff, I was done. It's a cool idea, but it's not what I, I just want it to be simple. It's easy to understand. You pick your levels, you go here. It's like drive around the city and find a race. And like, can you just tell me which race to go to? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> Revenge was great. It's like here's your race. That's it. Get, That's all I want. Get whatever objectives you need to. Guess what? Here's the next race. You know, you, you know what it is about that too that I like more. It's always curated to your experience. It does not waste your time. It doesn't put you in a giant open world where you're running around trying to figure out what to do. It's like, no, we made this just for you. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. Here's the next thing. That's what I want. I don't want your massive open worlds where I'm trying to figure out what the hell to do all the time. Now you I may be saying to yourself. Matt, you just talked about Tears of the Kingdom earlier. And that's a different kind of game. I want to be very clear. If I want that experience, I'll go to that experience. I don't want that in my racing game, which <laughs> I've already known to be burnout, right? Or my or my fighting game. <laughs> exactly. My response is going to be, from the NES, Zelda has always had an open world. It has always had exploration at the key to it. It didn't go, oh, we're going to be this linear game until here's a giant open world just because we can do it. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you, and that's what that's what kind of killed it for Streets of Fighter, uh, Street Fighter Six. It was the fighting mechanics were good. It looked good. It played good. New characters. I just I couldn't. The open world just kind of just lost me. Um, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, man, they do not want me to play Street Fighter anymore. Like I I heard it got great reviews. I heard all these great things, but. Mm-hmm. I, there's some things I can just know that's not for me. I'm like, I don't give me an old school fighter. Give me the characters on the screen. Let me pick the thing. Yep. Let me pick the stage. Let me yep. fight. That's yep. that's what I want. You're throwing too much at me. It's a lot of work. I don't want to go rent your damn city and find stupid objectives to do. I just want to fight. Like, let me just play your game. I mean, I played the arcade mode more than the actual open world. Because I that's the mode fight. you want to play when you play a fighting that's game. Because that's what fighting games used to be. That's it. Uh, what else did I play? I played a game called Gungrave Gore, which is based off an anime. There was a, there were two versions for the PS2 that came out. It's just it's it's a, it's just a third person shooter, okay. over the top shooter, uh, very anime inspired, over the top weapons. It was great, and then I played a whole bunch of retro stuff, like a lot of retro stuff. I feel bad. A lot of retro stuff. I didn't include most of my stuff on my list because I don't remember. Whereas the newer consoles, you can kind of go back and see what you've played. Like I have ways of doing that. So I was I was able to get a list of what I played. Next year, I think I'm going to start writing stuff down. 
Yeah. I don't, I don't remember shit anymore. But for the retro stuff specifically, it's like maybe I play, maybe I played Ninja Gaiden. I don't remember. <laughs> but that's a game I go back to all the time, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I love, like, I have a Raspberry Pi and those little, like, emulator handhelds. And it's like I go to them all the time. If I want a quick fix, a 20-minute fix, I just pop it open and play something and I'm good. You know, back in the day, I could play, like, Mercs for a Sega Genesis. And within 15 minutes, I beat the whole game. And it was it was great. It was satisfying. Damn, 15 minutes? Yeah, maybe 20. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, I, I like that. I like, I will always, always refer back to the retro stuff. Because that's where my heart is. I'm with you, man. Those shorter, easier experiences at this point in my life are much easier to do. One thing that wasn't on my list that I played, uh, I go back to this pretty frequently, is Asteroids. For There's an Xbox 360 version just because it's easily acceptable. Mm -hmm. Acceptable? Accessible. I can play it on my uh, my Series X. It was it was an arcade release for 360. It was a, a new, newer version of Asteroids, but they have the old version on there too. Dude, I'll pop, oh, wow. 15, I'll pop 15 minutes into there. Okay. Pop back out. Good to go. That's cool. Okay. I didn't... I, didn't, did I, I don't think I knew Asteroids came out. I never saw it. Oh, it man. did. It had like a new skit. Like, it'll look like a new game. But then okay. in the menu, it's like, do you just want to play Asteroids? I'm like, yes, I just want to play the old ass Asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I, uh, I go to... Starcade, that retro arcade that's close to me, and they have Asteroid and Asteroid Deluxe, you know, machines. Man, I sucked at those, and I still suck. <laughs> I was I was never good at Asteroids. I'm not saying I'm good. I'm just saying I, for some reason I love that game. Like my uncle had it uh, when I was a kid. He had a couple arcade games. One of them never worked. He might have had the Star Wars one, but it was like it was never turned on. It never worked. But the Asteroids one always worked, mm -hmm. and I played that every time I went over there. <laughs> I, I was never any good at it. I I tried to play it, and I still to this day I'll go in and I'll I'll play it. I don't get very far in it, but I'll play it. <laughs> Dude, if I if I ever have like a huge property somewhere and like a ton of money, I'm just gonna buy old arcade games. Yeah, man, that's where it's at. But they're so expensive. The upkeep, there's so much hard work yeah. to do with arcade games, and it's worth it. If, but I can't afford that or have a giant. I don't have a compound where I can like <laughs> put. If I brought an arcade machine into this house, there'd be a knife in my neck. My wife would murder me, Wes. Like there's, <laughs> there's no way I'm bringing an arcade machine in here. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, but that's all I played. I know there's a few that I missed, but you know, next year supposedly is another big year of for games, and we'll have, have another decent sized list of stuff that I've played. Yeah, we'll have. Uh, I I don't even know what's coming out, man. I'm so like busy with stuff. I, I like I like when stuff comes out now. I'm just like, when's it twenty bucks? I'll buy your game when it's twenty dollars because I don't have the time. And I'll get to it when I get to it. I just bought God of War Ragnarok. Hmm. Got it for 30 bucks on PS5. It was the cheapest price I've seen it since the day it came out. 
And I was like, all right, 30 bucks, I can do that. <laughs> when am I going to play it? Definitely after Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing so far I'm looking forward to is is next year. We got Tekken. We got Episode 2 of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. We got Alone in the Dark. And I got Prince of Persia. Outside of that, I know there's a bunch of stuff coming. I don't know what. So we'll see. Let's wrap things up with a good old pulse check, Wes. Wes, would you like to go first today since we are covering hardware for the first time on our pulse check? Sure. You know what? Yeah, I will go first because usually we talk about games. We do. And I just wanted to do something a little different. And I want to talk about a hardware that's not mainstream. It is very niche. In the, it's really in the, cool. It is. You, yeah, it is. Is you know, um, It had its place in history, uh, for sure. For sure. But it was... Uh, it, it was the Vetrex, the Vetrex console, which of course has vector graphics, which is hence the name Vetrex. Exactly. This the console is—it was different. It was cool. What year did this come out in? Do you remember? Oh my goodness! Uh, no. <laughs> Nineteen eighty-two in America, eighty-three in Japan and Europe for the Vectrex. You know, the Vectrex was, it was cool. It was a cool little machine. It The games had like an overlay mm-hmm. that you had to put on the screen. You had your little controller. Uh, but yeah, there, all the games were like a Vectrex style graphics. They Which had, I love. They have Star Wars, uh, not Star Wars. They had Star Trek. They have Berserk, you know, Scramble. They They had a decent share of games. It was, it was a cool little device. Cool little device. I still have mine. It is complete in the box. Mm. I still have it. Uh, I got it. Put it away. I pull it out every now and then just to make sure it's still running good. And I clean it off and put it back in its box and <laughs> put it away again. This is a system that might be on my radar because over time, the price has come down, at least since the pandemic. And this is something that always catches my eye when I'm in a retro game store. Whenever there's one, I'm like, ooh, look at you. What are you doing over there? What's going on with you? What kind of games you got, huh? Because if I also buy a Vectrex, it's got to come. Complete in box would be nice, but the reality is there's not a ton of games for it. So if it comes with a good amount of games, I'm more likely to buy it loose with a good amount of games than I would be complete in box with like no games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's you know what I've never seen one in the wild. Really, I haven't, and and I visit you know quite a few game shops. I I don't see any Vetrex stuff. I think the last two game stores I was in had them at the time that I was there, and then this past year I went to SoCal Retro Gaming Expo and I seen at least two there at a minimum of two, if okay. not more. But as far as pricing, uh, a Vetrex, if you were looking for one or looking to obtain one, current pricing, loose, you're looking at 442 bucks. Complete in box, 724 Oh, my gosh. Or if you can find a seal, still sealed brand new one, you're looking at 2125 Wow. 
Now that that sounds like a lot, but let's do a comparison. Complete in box is 700. A sealed one's 2,000. That's not that far off. Like it, it really isn't. Like that's, in my opinion, that's quite reasonable. Because if you look at other consoles, it'll be like a huge gap yeah, between a complete in box and a sealed, like a massive gap. This is only like twelve hundred dollars, which for something that old from nineteen eighty two. That doesn't seem like that's that bad of a deal for a sealed one, which which tells you, at least it tells me, that in my opinion, there's not a lot of people looking for that console. Otherwise, that sealed one would probably be going closer to like five, six, seven thousand dollars would be my assumption. I, I I agree with you. You know, but it it's what we always say, like the market is starting to stabilize because the prices are starting to come down. Mm-hmm, that's uh, true. Because those are current prices, but it peaked, you know, in a, a loose Vetrex peaked in February of this year, uh, 2023, at 528 bucks. So, you know, you're looking at a 60, 80 buck drop mm-hmm. um, from February to December. Uh, a complete inbox peaked in April of 2022 at 14.65. That that lost almost half its yeah, value. Almost half, I know. That's substantial. Yeah, and then a sealed one. This is interesting. Okay, so a sealed one peaked in September of 2022 for three grand, twenty nine ninety nine. We'll just say okay. three grand. So you figure, uh, you know, it it dropped about eight hundred bucks. It's, it's so quite it's, a bit. It, it's it's it's, it's coming half, down. That's quite a bit. It is quite a bit. I mean, so it's still pricey, mm-hmm. but the prices are coming down. Right. And you're buying, you know, if you buy this, you're buying a, a niche item that probably didn't sell well to begin with. And there's not there's not going to be tons of these in a while. To Wes's point, you're probably not going to see these every day. You know, I just happen to see them because, A, I'm always looking for them. Like, it, mm-hmm. most people would walk in it. The last time I saw one in a retro game store, it was like tucked away in a corner somewhere, like high up on a shelf <laughs> that only people that are looking like myself would, would even see. You know, it wasn't like in a glass case in the center of their store, like, oh my God, look at this Vetrex. It's like, nobody wants this. Let's put it in the corner and eventually we'll sell it to somebody, mm-hmm. you know? That's what you have to think about when you're when you're talking about the Vetrex. Yeah, I agree. I remember when Sears was just clearing these things out 50 bucks what were you <laughs> what are you if, saying like 50 bucks if, for? if that i mean games were like 10 bucks each jesus yo it was yeah it was super super cheap they were just blowing them out because like you said nobody bought them can you so imagine we're, we're just if we had a time machine just going back and buying all the stuff like oh the uh the uh, the virtual boy brand new seal they're like 30 bucks like oh Oh, give me What's like five of them. <laughs> give me five of them. I'll take the whole pallet. Are you kidding me? 30 bucks? Give me them all. I'll sell them in 40 years from now. They'll be worth way more than they are now. Yeah, man. So that's my high pick. Uh, like I said, I wanted to do something a little different than games, so I picked the Vetrex. But so what did you pick? Which what's your what's your pick for this year, this this month's pulse check? So when we do the pulse check, Wes and I go back and forth. One of us picks a high tier thing. One of us picks a lower tier thing. I got the lower tier thing this month, but I wanted to bring attention to one of the best DS games there is. 
And older people might look at me like I'm crazy, but Animal Crossing Wild World is, it might be my favorite DS game. And it's probably my second favorite Animal Crossing game. It is fantastic on the DS. They did a great job. I played the crap out of that game. I think I was well over a year and I was still playing that game like on a pretty much daily basis, which if you guys know me, I, I usually play Animal Crossing for around a year and then I fall off. But this one, I think I went over a year. I was playing the hell out of this game. They had me hooked, Wes. It was like up to that point, everything they've ever done before then, it's like, what are all the good ideas? And what are all the bad ideas? They literally like, here's all the bad ideas. Make them go away. Here's the good ideas. Bring them to the table. That's all they did. And it was fantastic. Couldn't complain. I just Animal Cross just doesn't do it for me in any shape or form. It's but people not love for it. Everyone. People love it. Love it. How bad is your OCD? It's probably really low. If you got <laughs> high OCD, this is the game for you. <laughs> but let's look at the prices real quick. So right now, loose copy, 20 bucks. Very reasonable. Complete in box. Probably even more reasonable, $30. Guess how much this game was when it came out, Wes? For what, Animal Crossing? Probably uh, 30 I would say like $29.99. Yeah, probably 30 bucks. Same today, only not sealed, right? Sealed, you're talking about $90. So went up a little bit for that plastic wrapper. Okay, okay. The peak, though, not a surprise for the first two. Pandemic, 2020 we're talking here. April 2020, loose copy was $28. So... About 27% drop, I would say, somewhere around there. Complete in box peaked at 37, so a $7 drop. So lost, you know, maybe about 19% of its value. I'm just ballparking this numbers. You can do the math. And a sealed copy was May of 2022. So two years after the beginning of the pandemic. $161, which, you know... Dropped quite a bit, but I also know that, you know, that was closer to Animal Crossing being in the zeitgeist with people because in 2020, the pandemic began Mm. and that's when the Animal Crossing game came out on the Switch. Okay. It just continued, the popularity of Animal Crossing for like the next year or so just continued to grow. So there was probably people betting their, you know, oh, this game's going to increase. So they're going to buy it for $160 and now it's down to 90. Of course, because that, this sealed markets bubble has burst. Um, I don't know. I just think don't buy a seal. I'm going to say that about most things. Don't buy a seal. Just go get yourself a complete box copy for 30 bucks. You're going to be happy as hell. And it's one of the best damn games in the DS. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Animal Crossing, huh? <laughs> I know it's not for everyone. I never, I never took you for an Animal Crossing type of person, Matt. I think most people wouldn't, but Back to my OCD point. That game was like, <laughs> I want to do all these things in a certain order, and I do them every day. It's like, oh my god, this is like therapeutic, Wes. It's like, I know what I need to do every day. I get up, I go do it. You know, maybe you gotta wake up at night sometimes, catch a little spider. You never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you gotta wake up at three a.m. to get some unique animal. I don't know. You know, but looking at at the the current prices, sealed ninety bucks. That's that's not that's kind of high for a DS game. Well, yes, Wes. If we're talking, we're, this whole segment is about retro prices. 
Just true. DS is completely on the rise. If you want to get DS games, you needed to start buying them, honestly, like two years ago. When I went to the... It's been probably nine months since I've been to SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. Mm-hmm. Almost all the vendors there, DS was front and center, Wes. Front and center. Really? Yes. Hmm. And next to that was Game Boy Advance. Like Game Boy Advance is still really high, but the, the thing with DS is they have a lot of a lot of stock. It's complete in box, and like the DS games that people want, they were front and center. Of, okay. of course, there's there's DS game. I bought some DS games when I was there. They were like three dollars. You know, there's stuff that's not as popular, but the stuff that people want on DS, it's it's rising. It's rising in price, yeah. Because like I said, ninety bucks for a DS game now is that's kind of pricey. I bought Super Princess Peach this year, and I paid. It was complete in box. It was not sealed, but I think I paid like forty five dollars for it, and that was me finding a deal. Like I scoured eBay for that one. It wasn't okay. like I just bought the first one that I saw because if I did, it was like sixty dollars or sixty five dollars. You know, mm-hmm. so they're up. They're going up. They're only going to continue to go up. DS is hot. That system is almost 20 years old, which is the magic number. People are going to go back from 20 years ago, and that's what's going to be popular. Those kids have grown up, they have money, and they want to relive their childhood. DS is on the rise. Next up, Wii, PS3, 360. Mm-hmm. Go get those now, because they're going to just they're just going to start going up, I'm telling you. I, I see it. Especially the Wii, man. The Wii's going to be sneaky. Dirty. They sold over 100 million Wiis. Every kid had one. The mm-hmm. very good games in the Wii are going to be definitely going up in price. Yeah, I still get people coming into, into the store, you know, looking to buy Wii and 360. And, and they all say the same thing. It's like, oh, man, I had a 360 growing up and it's, I loved it. Or I had a Wii you know, in my house and I loved it. So it's, they're definitely going for the nostalgia factor. So I, I could, I could see the prices starting to rise because it's going to be more of a demand. Cause like you said, they want to relive their memories. So that's what they're going to gravitate to, which is going to drive the prices back up. So exactly. Now I don't think these prices are going to go through the roof, but no. all I'm saying is if you have sought after titles on those systems, those prices are going to rise. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been the Enthusiast Gaming Podcast. With me, as always, was my good friend, Wes. Wes, where can people follow you? Again, if you're ever in the South Jersey area, you can catch me at Level Up Entertainment at the Hamilton Mall, Maze Landing. I'm Matt. You guys can follow me at from NJ2CA over on Twitter or X or whatever you'd like to call it. Please follow the company. It's at Enthusiast on all social media platforms. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Please consider supporting us over on Patreon. As little as $1 a month goes a long way for us, and we truly appreciate your support. Thank you very much, and until next time, you all take care. Have a good one, guys.